0: hello and welcome back to performer talks i'm your host bethany and win before we get into this episode, I just want to take a moment to say thank you for listening. If you love our episodes, please do leave us a review on Spotify or iTunes so we can help more performers for free. And please do share this episode with anyone you think this may help or may I'm enjoy this as content. Always, I be appreciate you and to I'm so, Spencer so to Spencer, how have you been? <gasps>
1: Hi, I've been really good. I am so excited to chat with you, and I feel like I haven't seen you in so long. It's yes. only been a month.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. It feels like it's been a long time this month, and at the same time, it feels like January, I blinked, and it had gone. It's the love.
1: It's the month of love. Yes, yes, yes. And Black History Month, too. But honestly, it, when you messaged me about meeting up again, I'm like, Oh my God, I like miss you. I haven't talked to you in so long and it's only been summer.
0: Oh, I've missed you too. Yeah, it's been a busy month and on the busy month, it must have been especially busy for you because you started rehearsals.
1: Yes, I started rehearsals for a show that I'm in. I'm so excited. Uh, The director is amazing. It's at the Tank Theatre in New York. It'll be a fun time. It's only two days, which is great um but everyone in the cast and the crew are just really really awesome so very exciting
0: oh, that's amazing and you're doing it for like two days right it's only on for two days yeah
1: two yeah two days um and the so some of the people are in school still so they have to wait till like after school's finished for their like master's program so we have rehearsal at 9 45 at night so we'll see how it goes.
0: Oh my gosh. That's so late. Yeah.
1: And you, guys, yeah, and if you know me, my bedtime is like 8.30, 8.45. Wake up at 6, 5 a.m.
0: <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah.
1: But it's all, it, but it's been such a good show and I'm excited for it.
0: Can we do a cheeky plug here? Where do people get the tickets? Where? How?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, you can find them on my Instagram. I'll post it there. If you want to go to the Tank Theater and see the show, it's like a 10-minute it's like five ten minute shows and it's all about love, science, and I think family too. So
0: it's cool. That's amazing. Well, best of luck for next week because that's come really quick.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. I haven't been in a show for a really long time and I kind of forgot, but it was but like muscle memory kicked in and it was fun.
0: And you've only done like three rehearsals, is it?
1: Like Yeah, yeah. Only had three rehearsals. Um, the first one was just, like, blocking, and the director, Lauren Shields, she is a spitfire and knows exactly what she wants. And it was so clear to each actor what their, char- who their character was, and we kind of just, like, fit those characters really well. So I'm not worried at all, which is great. It's a good feeling. And um, I'm playing a mom, which now I feel really old, um, a young mother. But uh, my husband is so great and I cannot wait to see what he does next because it's going to be, it's going to be great. It's going to be insane. He's just so talented.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. That's really, really, really great. And in that quick paced environment, is it, because I try and tell people this all the time, like being in a creative environment, everything moves so quick. You have to be really on the ball. Did that fry your brain the
1: first day I went home and I'm like oh god like what did I do and then but I also had like um like endorphins like buzzing like oh oh my god I'm so excited this is so fun but like oh god like what am I about to do and there are like no rehearsals so I honestly just read the script made sure like all of my actions and like what i wanted my objectives were really clear and that honestly helped me a hundred percent with like memorizing and everything else it just finding a clear character before like you go into the next rehearsal definitely helps yeah Um, yeah. and being prepared because that that like unlike you like like, unfuels like the anxiety like if you're not prepared I would be like, I'm not going, I can't do this. Like that doesn't help. Like, so you gotta prepare yourself for sure. Um, but yeah, it's a great time.
0: Yeah, I feel like there's so much that people, people think we just attend rehearsals and then once we, we've left rehearsals, that's our job done. Like, no, 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 your rehearsal carries on and you you have Absolutely. to go away and do like independent learning. Even when you've got like a block of rehearsals and you're in every day, like when I was doing Panda at Christmas, it was like we did rehearsal and day one threw me because I was thinking it would be like a really laid back, get to know each other. You're going to be working together for a couple of months. Like we've got time. Yeah. No. Um, no. <laughs> no way. No, no. Straight in. Read. Block. Go. By the end of the first day, we'd block like the whole show. um, And then like going through was just kind of cleaning it and exploring character and highlights and dynamics and stuff for the next seven days. Yeah. But like going home each night you'd finish rehearsals and then you'd go home and be set like two hours worth of like things to think about and then you had to obviously after you'd done all your line learning annotating thinking about the the notes you've been given that day to apply for the next day you then had to make your lunch for the next day like shower have time to decompose like and reflect and like it was a busy it's a busy time rehearsals
1: it's a lot it's a lot and oh I also forgot about this so I if anyone has listened to our past ones I'm like not um a method actor I like use like other other acting techniques but there are some people in the cast that are method and that have used like use like their method training and I was like ooh! so I got I did do a method which I think is really important to learn all different aspects even if you don't know what they are but like safely you do them um but I went into like a method exercise it was very interesting I learned a lot did you yeah I gotta say yeah like um I don't know if anyone remembers this like in college or whatever when you're doing like before and you're doing a cool down kind of like so they're the teachers walking you through um like you're going to close your eyes, you're going to see trees around you, and it's just, like, trying to center yourself, realistically, but method goes on, like, seeing, touching, tasting, and see, touch, taste, smell, and so it's, like, you're around trees, what are you smelling, and you have to, like, smell that smell, and I don't know if you've, like, line when the girl's like I feel nothing that's how I felt for a little bit of it I'm like I'm feeling nothing help me help me what am I doing wrong and then and the end of, I kind of like got the end of it but it was interesting and I never wanted to tell an actor to like not try different techniques because that's how you grow that's how you learn like what what helps you and you can take tidbits of it you don't have to go like full straight in method or full straight in Uta Hagen
0: yeah, absolutely. And I think, like, all these different exercises and techniques have different skills that you can kind of feed in to get your perfect equation of what works for you. Truly. Because every actor Truly. is unique. E- exactly, exactly. And you
1: don't know what's going to work for you. It may surprise
0: you. Absolutely. So that's exciting. That's coming up in in the next few days in February yeah. what what else kind of do you have coming up in the pipeline or what have you been up to mm-hmm. well
1: I thought of you because I know on one of your goals you wanted to do some like background work some for like tv films or like some learning things I'm like oh you no know, maybe I should put that mine. and I had an opportunity and I went on for a tv show for fx which was great and a lot of learning. The uh, director is a huge director, and I was like, you know what? I want to learn. It's a, fr- it's basically free while well, they're paying you, and you get fun makeup and hair and costumes. So why not? So I got, I did that, and they actually asked me back for this.
0: Amazing! That's really exciting. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, it'll be fun. But um, we learned a lot, and there's definitely some things I have to share about that experience because <laughs> very interesting
0: yeah yeah no background work because i've done it several times before background work and supporting artists stuff and um it's it's quite a um it's a minefield because so many people have so many different and controversial opinions on background work and whether you should be doing it as an actor and whether you should be um, putting it on your CV and things like that. And I didn't realise how much discussion there was on this until I got into the industry and, like, was on set doing these jobs and stuff. But I have to say, being an extra and being a supportive artist on set, it is incredible. It opens your mind and brain up to so many new connections, like getting to network with people, finding out about other people's lives is always really helpful as an acting exercise. Um, You Mm -hmm. get paid to be there. You get looked after really well. I mean, like, hair, makeup, nice costumes. You get breakfast and meals. I don't know if you had that over there. Oh, my God.
1: The food was, like, I felt like, listen, theatre doesn't do that. so
0: Yeah, the The food's amazing.
1: I, I had, like, raviolis. I had, like, Sweet potato with balsamic. I had a, a watermelon feta basil salad. Like, hello? Absolutely sign me up. <laughs>
0: right? You get you get fed. They cook it all. They bring it you. You you have cups of tea whenever you want coffee um they're delightful they treat you great and they pay you so well for the day because most of the time with background and supporting artist work most of the time you do sit around and you don't do an awful lot i'm not gonna lie to you all there is a lot of waiting around you will have like eight hours waiting around and like 10 seconds maybe if you're doing something that's the reality of being a supporting artist um but you get treated so well for it and if you have to do overtime like loads extra pay (laughs)
1: Yeah, yeah, we got to do overtime, which was great. And I mean, they even paid me for like testing. I got like a hundred dollars to test, and I had to test twice. And then a ten-hour day, but then we went over, which was like great. Like that—that's a really good payday. And I was lucky that our scenes were really small, so there weren't that many extra like background people so I was definitely like being used in the space like listening to the other people Some some actors like there were definitely some big stars there and it was cool to be in the room and it was very nice to hear one of the girls went up on her line a couple times and I'm like "Ah, she's normal and it just puts you in perspective like that's so great that like If you ever go out, like, on the line, you're like, all right, well, it's fine. She did it. Fine. Obviously, be prepared. But it makes you feel, like, good. So, and also, they were so kind, and there's no reason for them that they have to be. But they were very sweet.
0: No, absolutely. I find that people on set, they have this really lovely connection with you, and... the environment is just so collaborative and fun and really authentic Mm -hmm. and it's a really nice and it's a very different change of pace from theatre um but it's lovely absolutely the people are wonderful yeah
1: there are definitely some things like to bring like like when you're on set and not when you're like the holding room but you can bring a book I would suggest or something while you're waiting around or your phone, but just don't take any photos while you're on set because that's a huge no, no. Oh God, this did happen though. We were on and the guy goes, all right, quiet on set. And then they do like the little, like the ringing on the uh, set. And all of a sudden one of the set guys, he's texting and his phone drops and he looked up And my stomach hurt because I just couldn't imagine like that feeling like, oh shit, oh shit. But it was fine. They kept going. It was okay. They probably couldn't hear it in the other room. But uh, that's why you don't have your phone. (laughs) And because God forbid, oh my God, I would have died. I would have died of embarrassment.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You have to be so careful on set. And also, there's like another language used on set. Like when I first went on set, when they shouted like turnover and they were like, oh, go speak to, you know, I mean, thankfully I knew AD from theater, but they were like, oh, go speak to the AD or the runner or, you know, um, and then they were like, oh, let's just get the SFX in. Okay. We're going to do, um, a, then we did a take and they shouted AFT. And I was like, what, (laughs) what's happening? I (laughs) I don't know what these acronyms are. Um, And yeah, it was, AFT is after false start. So something had gone wrong with one of the technical bits. um, And they were like having to restart and do it again. And they were letting editors know that they were going to be starting that bit again. So like, it was a false start. And it was just like, I didn't know half these language bits existed. Right, Um, right. And it was a whole other dialect that I'd never heard. um, And there's so much equipment. And they're like, don't touch the, and you're like, what, what was that thing? What was that thing that they just oh told my me God. Not to touch? Yeah, um, yes,
1: absolutely.
0: Yeah, and like,
1: have um, you had have you had to work with food on
0: the set? No, I had to work with a slinky. That was fun. That was fun to get the take. I mean, thankfully, it wasn't so much me; it was the other actor. But it was a very. I didn't realise it at the time, but the supporting artist job that I was on, it was very much a supporting artist rather than an extra. And it was my first time doing mm-hmm. that kind of job. So I didn't realise how lucky I was and how privileged I was to be on this shoot, really. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, we had to perfectly time the slinky. <laughs> Which are quite unpredictable. Um and provide the reaction at exactly the time they wanted. And this was my first job, and the director's watching over me. He's literally just come in the line. There's a line of, like, extras dressed, ready. And he came up and he went, I'll have the redhead. He's like, okay, I assume that's me. Yeah. And, like, went over. Yeah, um, and he was like, right, I need you to time this perfectly. I'm like, no pressure then. No pressure. Yeah, really, really. Um, So, yeah, I've not worked with food, thankfully, because I feel like that would be really difficult. Have you had to work with food?
1: Yeah, the last one I did was with food. And the guy on the set was so funny. He'd, like, come around with our food, and we had, like, wine. He's like, and this is a nice Merlot. I'm like, oh, grape juice. I love it. And he was really sweet. But then they asked us, like, to smoke on set. And I don't really smoke, but I've, like, had to work with cigarettes. They give me this cigarette, and I'm thinking it's, like, one of the – Like, the electric ones.
0: Yeah, or one of the menthol ones that don't harm you. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. But he was so sweet. He looks at, I'm looking at him, I'm like, wait, what? And it's just, like, an herbal one kind of, but I have to, like, match it myself and, like, light it myself. He goes, wait, you thought it was electric? I'm like, yeah. He's like, well, the time period doesn't call for that, so good luck. I'm like, okay. So I'm, like, having the guy, like, next to me, like, light my cigarette. And just be a nice little 70s woman. But it was hysterical. And then the director was like, was looking at me, stop, stop. I'm like, oh. He's like, it was too distracting. I'm like, oh, sorry. I'm like, How embarrassing. How embarrassing. But the the guy, his uh, associate came up. He's like, it was really good. It was too good. I'm sorry. We had to cut it for you. But it was great. I'm like, okay. Here we That's go, good, then know? Yeah. Good cigarette work. That's what I can put in my special skills.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love it when they come up to you and they're like, Right, you're gonna smoke now. You're like, Oh am I? Right, okay. That yeah, happened right, to me.
1: Right, yeah. That happened I mean, to me before. I was like time <laughs> <laughs> like, oh God. Well, there are times where I meet with like the stars and everything and everyone's like, I wanna take a picture with them, I want and we have you have to remember being on set it's like an office. So, you have to be professional and getting all, like, doe-eyed. And I know, like, if someone comes up and talks to you, you're like, oh, God. But um, there's definitely a time and place to talk to them. Definitely, like, during the scene, don't go up to them and say, oh, I love your work. I mean, I don't – sometimes don't meet them in the bathroom. Sometimes you'll there's, – there's different places to meet them and talk to them and stuff, but – I would refrain from doing that on set. And I never worked on an actual set, like location. Like I've only done location shooting. So that was cool because it was so beautiful. Like they made, they it's just amazing. I don't think we give people that work in the studios like enough credit for the set. Like, wow. It was nuts. Like, I'm like, can I live here? I'm like, I would literally
0: live in this place. But what gets me is um, when I was doing it, because I was an extra for the History Channel, and it was Toys That Built America, which aired on the US History Channel. Yeah,
1: and yeah,
0: yeah. Um, it Not that I was... watched
1: that regularly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it was, like, set up, and you walked into this massive, like, old aircraft, like, hangar. It was huge. Yeah. and And they've, like, built, like, proper walls, And then they've dressed this set and everything around it, you're you're literally in a warehouse. Like, there's nothing else. And this scene was in a toy store. And I couldn't believe what I was looking around the whole room at to what was on the monitor was the same place. I kept, like, having to check and look outside and be like, is that what I'm seeing on there? And it was. And they dressed it so well. And the lens focuses in. And... Like you can see obviously like the floor that's not like a toy store. You can see above where the camera is that's not set dressed, like above the actor's head was all not prepared. But from his head down, there was this glamorous toy store and it literally looked like we were in the biggest toy store ever, and it was amazing, and there was colours and there was presents wrapped. And then you looked and outside of it, that's not what we weren't in a toy store we were in a warehouse and it very much felt yeah. like a warehouse and I can't believe what they make it look like compared to what was actually in front of our eyes because you wouldn't resemble it
1: it's crazy. oh it was it's crazy I mean but on the one I was working on like the floors were done the ceiling was done there's just like a little like you look up and it's like just like a regular light but the floor looked like marble like uh, I mean, I felt like I was in Disneyland. Like you know, like when you go into the stores and stuff, and you're like, "Oh my god, I'm actually like in a fairy tale." It it was like that. I've never seen anything like that
0: before. It was nuts. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy what they do with it. And I've been on several other shoots as well. And one of them was, um, I can say this now because it's Ed. One of them was The Crown season five, and I was an extra in that. And. Um, oh.
1: I love it. I'll tell my mom she'll die. Oh, my God, no
0: phone with a crown. You can't see me. My bit got cut. But what gets me is we were at this massive venue. We were paid for costume fittings, two costume fittings. We were paid for Mm -hmm. COVID tests before our costume fittings each time and then before the day. We were paid an extra uh, COVID test fee for the morning. And we were there about 12 hours in this massive event venue, like massive. Um, and all the stars of the show were there, which was pretty cool. And Sir Jonathan Price, who plays Prince King Charles now, is King Charles, but it was Prince Charles back then. No, no, I lie. He was playing Prince Philip. Sorry, not Prince Charles. He played Prince Philip and he was doing his like Duke of Edinburgh spree- speech. And we shot that for hours. Like they were trying to get they had a train track set up with the camera on to like pan round and it was huge. <laughs> and there were at least a hundred extras. Um yeah. in this oh I've never worked with same. that many. It was well, there were like loads practice. of us. <laughs> there were loads. Um and even okay. then because it was COVID time, there was meant to be like thousands. Um, but what they did was they, they made us all shift seat positions as they pan around the room and we all had to change places really quickly. So it looked like there was like always this full crowd and there's like extras running around the back and like mixing up seats and like, no, I sat there in the last shot, quick move. Um, and it was crazy. It was crazy. But you know what? We shot for hours. We went into overtime, like into extra hours and I had to be paid extra because they did something to my hair, like, whatever. And then in the end, like, literally not even 10 seconds of that scene made it into the show. Like, not even, like, it flashed up and that was it. And I was just thinking, imagine, like, they did everyone's hair and makeup... They did everyone a costume. Like, they had thousands of runners. Like, there were people coordinating everything. There were so many creative teams. They'd set up a train track for this, like, thing to pan on. they paid for this massive event venue. The star did, like, at least a 10-minute monologue on stage in another language. So God knows how much this thing had cost. And it was 10, not even 10 seconds that made the cut in the end. Like, how much money did that, like go into that to like not even 10 seconds of this one episode being show the person
1: like focusing on the finance of that project must be like okay everyone needs to need the a, needs a moment yeah we gotta work
0: this out <laughs> but that's the thing like when you've got a huge production budget that's backed by like a huge because obviously this was like season five and they you know the crown's a massive hit and um netflix oh, yeah, yeah. uh great. netflix have great of money. um that was that was great but then you look at like what other jobs that i've done as a background and extra and there was just nowhere near that much um finance that had gone into it and you can tell but you're always looked after well you're always paid well so i would always encourage anyone who's not done any tv and film to to do it because you learn so much you make wonderful connections i mean from that first job where i was a supporting artist i actually got called back for an audition a year later for a part I, i didn't even speak on set um and it's just yeah. because you get in front of the right people with your face. And I had, I did make sure that after they had me, I'd been given a list of everyone's names to contact and stuff for for the days that we were shooting. So after I finished that contract, I was like, "Thanks so much for having me. Here's my CV and headshot. If you ever need anyone, do." It. And then I didn't hear anything for a year. And then a year later, they were like, "Oh, can you self tape for this?" And it's like crazy. So connections, it's That's huge. So important. Learning the lingo and being around people that do it all the time because their heads are so in it and you get to observe so much and learn so much. And also connecting with other extras. I mean, I've connected with so many and they're like, oh, um, are you on this project? Do you want to collaborate on something in between? Or you just never know who you're connecting with. So it's so valuable. And if you haven't got anything else on your CV, if you've not got anything... I do think having background work on there is fine because if you've got no other um, credits, I think it's a great thing to show that you're at least in the right area doing the right kind of work and you've been on set before. You know the protocol. You know how to be professional. I think it's a great thing. Obviously, if you've got any speaking roles, take all the extra work off there if you can and try and replace it with genuine credits because as a stand-in, or an extra or a supporting artist, you can just be called on set and just be walking through the park in the background. Anyone can do that, which yeah. is why people argue not for to do it.
1: I think for stand-ins, you can put that on your resume because you yeah. have a specific, like, now you know how that works. And what I've heard the people on set last time, they said if you get to be a stand-in for the US, like, then you're kind of stuck with that person, which is great because then they can move you around to different. Um, things and you say oh I've been a stand-in for this person before and they're like oh great so you know how that person works great so we'll bring you back so you that's like a like a
0: trade See, so this is the thing, thing that gets me because a casting director when they came into our college someone had a, a like a background thing a stand-in on their cv and they were like what do I need to know you can be a back of someone's head and I was like wait oh. like, no but I, I mean I saw his under, point like, special... Skills. Yeah. I
1: look special, like have yeah. done work. I don't know. I don't, I've never seen that on someone's resume. I've never really seen, personally, Casting has never said, like, put background yeah. on your resume. exactly. So, I don't, personally, but maybe if you don't have anything on your resume, why not? Exactly, I, I that's what I thought. Cause I... I don't want to say there's nothing wrong with that, but if you're just, just, just starting out, but I would rather even, even if it's film, I'd even put theater on my resume before would
0: put yeah. be background. Oh yeah, definitely. If you've got any kind of credit, I would encourage you to put that rather than, uh, yeah. rather than background work. If you're genuinely conscious that you don't have anything and you just have training, then maybe put that you've worked on set with this director, cause that might be relevant they're like oh i really like their work then maybe they'll understand how they work or something like that it might be of use to you um i would avoid it normally because obviously people say you know there's nothing you actually show from that like it's not a speaking part we can't see you act like you're not you've not been auditioned to be on it you've just got on it um so i do think try and avoid it where you can but if you haven't got any work And also we got to pay our bills in between the big jobs. So while some people are like, no, invest all your time in having a proper acting career and you must speak and you must, you know, I understand that. But we've also got to learn to pay our way (laughs) and we've got bills to pay and rent to pay. And just focusing and holding out for the right part is not going to do that. So if you get the opportunity to be on background or a supporting artist... Loads of people will tell you to snub it, but I urge you to rethink because I think it's a wonderful opportunity to network with people. It's a great day out. It's fun. You get yeah. to uh, be I alongside do every the day. stars. I definitely, no, I
1: definitely wouldn't do it every day because it's exhausting. It's ten hour getting more like longer than ten hour days. Yeah, I mean you're it's full on. Four thirty, like it's crazy,
0: and a lot I of see. waiting around. Like a lot of waiting around. Like a lot of time is spent not doing anything. So I fully, you know think that it's a once in a while thing i don't accept everything um in terms of that but when you do get the opportunity it's a good money earner you get paid you get looked after right. you get your expenses for the day um and it's a good job it's good fun you network and you do get to meet some lovely people i mean i was very yeah. fortunate that i got to work with colin morgan and i watched him all the time growing up playing the role of merlin in merlin and um, I was like, the little me inside of me was like, oh my God, that's Colin Morgan. And then um, I was like watching him go past and stuff. And he came up to the costume lady next to me and was like, oh, did you have a nice lunch? And he was like, just talking like so lovely. And then he turned to me and it's like, he's been a fun day, eh? And like carried on. And I was like, oh, that's so nice that he like, spoke it wasn't a lot but it was just (laughs) it was just a really lovely and that's my claim to fame now as i've worked with colin um not in a scene together but you know actually i was i was riding a bike past him in the scene um but it's good fun look at me it's good fun i got paid extra for cycling so if you Um, get paid if you can cycle get in on the cv (laughs)
1: <laughs> well that's the whole that's the whole thing I mean and even like don't let someone else tell you don't do something if you're enjoying it yeah. like who cares like I there are definitely times where it's like my second time doing background work but they were like oh you really gonna do that and I'm like oh ew no I guess I am gonna do that because I need to learn a little more and don't let someone tell you that it's okay I understand it's not on like you're not getting into the juices of acting and whatever but it's a great experience so I would say do it absolutely especially if you're starting
0: out and have never done anything on set before it's a great place to learn
1: oh because what if they call you in for something and you're in for a guest star and all of a sudden you haven't been on set before and you're nervous about that and you've never been in that situation or that environment <gasps> that sounds scary to me so that's why i suggest
0: to do that yeah absolutely there's so many people that have so much snobbery around it but i think it's a great opportunity for you to go and learn and network so do it and have fun and earn a bit of money while you do it win 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 yeah win.
1: oh yeah make that money
0: <laughs> absolutely because you do get paid to sit there and have a nice chat with people it's great and you get fed yeah can't complain
1: exactly so Bethy, what have you been doing
0: oh good question what have I been doing um January obviously it took me a little while to adjust because Christmas was crazy and with panto season it was wonderful but it was like all evenings and like in the day as well and then it was like really long days really long hours and like loads of late nights so then to have to switch my whole routine around of like okay you're not in the theatre now That's crazy. get back to normal life um that that took a bit of adjusting and to kind of set my goals and things for the year but January just flew by for me and obviously things come up um like I told you, like I'm potentially um, moving house and that all happened within a space of a week. Like, um, yeah. so like literally it was like one week we found out and then the next week we had house viewings and that week we applied for a property and then we're waiting to find out this week. So it's it's crazy how quick, because I didn't even, in the start of the year, I wasn't even planning on moving house this year. Um, I didn't think that would be a thing, but then obviously I got told that I'm allergic to my house. That's a fun other story. Um, so yeah, that changed everything really quick. So you think you know the plan and you think you know what was happening. Um, and then it all kind of gets turned on its head a little bit. But I'm very fortunate that I've had some wonderful opportunities, some great self-tapes. Um, oh, some great self-tapes. That was my, uh, That was someone I know trying to ring me about something. Yeah. Um, I never get phone calls until I do something and then everyone tries to contact me. Um, So yeah, it was just, it was a very, very busy time. And this month I I have the event I'm going to on Saturday, but once that's done, I'm having a week off, which is, sounds weird to say, but I'm giving myself a week off because as a self-employed person, I think it's really difficult to stop working. Like you're always around your phone and your laptop and if someone requests a self-tape, you're like, oh, I better do this quick or, you know, or production emails you, you're like, oh, I'll just quickly do this email. And you never have like a set hours. Like I probably should set some more boundaries than I have. But when you're constantly uh, around it and especially with like content posting in an evening, you know, like I've done all my work all day and then each hour in the evening, I'm like, right, I've got to post this now and um, mm-hmm. You know, your constantly mind is going until about nine o'clock, where I like shut everything off, and I don't really reply to many people after that. Only I mean, really family and like closest friends. Um, so yeah, it's a, a little feels like you you never stop working because you never distance yourself from it because your home is your office. Um, so yeah, and with obviously the contracts kind of coming to a close this month for um, the event that's happening. It's kind of like coming to the end of that. So once that's done, this week is very crammed full of working for them. So once that's done, it's like a week off. We need to go see some family because we were ill over Christmas and some of them were ill. So we need to go and catch up because we've not seen them and we've still got all their Christmas presents in the house. So you need to go and give them their Christmas presents. Um... And obviously it's Valentine's Day next week. So me and Lewis are actually going to spend time together, which is nice. Um, that's important. Yeah. And then because yes. we might be moving house the week later, potentially. So it's it's a crazy time. We'll see what February brings. But um, I've got some contracts that have already started. I'm choreographing for a West End show that's coming up with a theatre school um so I'm doing that for them which will be happening in July and then I'm also choreographing for a youth theatre which is exciting um again through mutual contacts and they would seen me on social media and they knew who I was so they kind of got in touch to see if I'd be up for doing one of the first productions of Everybody's Talking About Jamie Teen Edition which is I mean ETAJ is a, such an exciting show and it's so much fun but to be doing it with the teens I'm really excited so I've got auditions for that and I'm sitting on the panel in March so the other tides of the table again um yeah and then that will so cool. be in August
1: so that's exciting. See what happens when you post on social media and then people get to know you yeah and they're like I want her and that's like the importance of social media but we were talking before there's only I don't love to share everything but uh I think you have to start sharing more to like get more right yeah. is that how you feel too
0: yeah a hundred percent I feel like our industry has changed so much since I even left performing arts college in 2019 like to think I didn't even have one lesson on how to do a self-tape in 2019 or like didn't get, get taught about like how you can do anything with social media. And now it's how I book most of my work. Um, It's crazy. And our industry changes so fast because it's creative industry. So things happen really quickly. Um, And we're innovators. So we've kind of always got to stay on top of like new things and new trends. And because of that, everything has changed so much. But social media now more than ever is so important for companies. And... I think we've spoken about this before, but someone I knew was like, oh, I never want to work in a business where I feel like people are booking jobs over me just because of their social media presence. I'm like, but if you think about it, your social media presence as being like a marketing company, if a business has a better marketing campaign, who are you going to work with? The business that doesn't have a marketer or the business that does? And it just makes more sense when you think about it like that. Like, who are you going to choose? An actor who's got... Some kind of a, a platform, or maybe an own face. Like, of course, they're going to cast people who've got bums on seats names because it it brings in more money. They can post about it, and it's free advertising for the theater show, or you know, the production. And um, so that's kind yeah, of why absolutely. I've started growing and focusing on my social media. Not only because I want to help people, and that's always been the aim, um, but because I got told. <laughs> very, very bluntly, that I was very teacher-like and I wasn't showing any personality and that no one really would know who I was. And that made humans not be able to connect with me. And they were like, if you were just more personal, if you were just more approachable and we knew who you were, we'd be more inclined to want to work with you. And I was like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. So now I do try and make sure that I'm personal and open and it has that advice I'm so grateful that I got it because now I feel like I can connect with people in a way that I haven't been able to before through social media which is a wonderful thing if it's used in the right way it can obviously be detrimental to people and the jobs if you don't use it in the right way if you push the boundaries but i'd say for finding work for connecting for networking for seeing what's going on for finding castings you know from facebook groups to following casting directors to following platforms that share it and social media is a real is a real asset and um, It's kind of becomes like an online CV. They go on to check if you're like a nice person to work with before they hire people now. And that's kind of the quickest way for them to do a background check is to check your social media. And there's a girl I follow called Hannah Lauder, And I know that so many people follow her. I don't know if you've heard of her in the US, but Hannah Lauder, she's got like, I think, I think she's got to be over the 600,000 mark now on TikTok, but she uses her platform so intelligently. I mean, she's so fun. She's so relatable. She's an absolute sweetheart because I've worked with her before and she's a gem. Um, But she uses her platform. She was like making a funny video about the fact that like in August last year, she was like, haven't got a panto. So if any casting directors are out there and she like did this like really funny sketch Um, And then the next thing you know, she's booked to be like in one of the biggest pantomimes as the leading princess. And you're like, see, that was so intelligent of her. Like, it's not just about publicity. She really does it to help her career and she does it to entertain people and bring them joy and for casting people Mm -hmm. to see that that's her motivation. Of course they want to work with her. She's lovely and funny and bubbly and talented. She showcases her skills all the time on there just by being herself and um that's booked her so much work so kudos to to hannah and that's kind of made me realize now more than ever i need to up my game because she's she's killing it i mean
1: it's like a full reel if you think about it like your tiktok is a reel of some kind so if you i mean i even get this like in uh submissions for auditions like Hey, have you ever done any TikToks for anything? Please send us, send, us, send us ones that you've done before in the past. So that can help you make some good money too.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the amount of UGC jobs at the minute, you know, you look down these platforms yes. and it's just hundreds.
1: Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I was not prepared for that <laughs> at all. I was like, what? What is this? It's like, isn't this just for influencers? But they just like want actors who know how to sell something, which is I think is very important too. Because I, I'm listen, influencers are great and they hold their place and everything. But I also think there's something to be said for an actor doing that as well. Because I we know the pain point points. We know how to sell something, as to the influencer maybe just what they use and like that's it you know what I mean yeah I think there's a way that we can that we can convey and make it truthful and not as belly.
0: yeah no absolutely and I think they really see the asset of having actors do it who know how to like genuinely look excited if there is something to be excited about and things like that because some influencers are fantastic at doing it But some very much struggle, I think, to say how they are passionate about it if they don't really feel it. Um, And you can feel those that are ads. You can feel the ones that feel eggy. And you can feel the ones that you don't even realise you're watching an ad because they're so brilliant. Um, But yeah, I think the value of having an actor do it, they know that now. And so if you look on any of the casting directories, You better believe there's at least 100 UGC jobs going at the minute. Like, it's crazy. All they are is UGC as you go down. Mm -hmm. But it's good money, too. It's not like it's like, 50 bucks. It's, like, a
1: good, like, 500. I'm like, whoa, I like that.
0: Yeah. I am on board with the pay that they give you. And also, you can do it all the time from the comfort of your own home. No expenses. You probably get sent a product that you keep or worst case you get to use and then send back you know um it's a fantastic job and it works around your schedule you can self-tape for like three other things that day while doing it and it's it's good money yeah
1: absolutely I agree I agree on that for sure
0: I just think with the social media obviously it can be a huge asset to you if you use it in the right way and I still kind of need to navigate how best to like I'm always trying to help people. That's always been my driving force and I'm still trying to work out how I need to do that to help people the most. So I'm always trying new things and um trying to feed back from the analytics and things that I get because there's certain things that people love to see from you as a person. So finding that balance between like giving tips and advice and being a person is um something you really have to, to think about and consider but i think some people get very comfortable on social media and there does have to be a line and you do have to remember that professional people are going to see this and there's a few instances where i've seen things and i've seen actors post about maybe their audition process or like talking about a job before they've got it or um or talking about things they're currently in that hasn't like aired yet um and that's all very risky So please be careful. That
1: makes me nervous. Yeah. That makes me nervous. Absolutely. Like, people, during the show that I'm doing right now, for background, people were posting their outfits on, like, social media, and I'm like, no, 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 don't do that, don't do that. But, like, what do you just say? Don't post that photo? Like,
0: yeah,
1: it's not a good idea. It's not a good idea.
0: No. Post it after it's aired? You can 100% do that. They're all for the free marketing, you know, but if you've, especially if you signed an NDA and also with auditions, when you're going for a part, please think about the fact that A, it may be original content that isn't ready to be released yet, especially if you're doing an R&D or if you're doing a big commercial, don't post your text on your Instagram story of you learning your lines. Mm -hmm. If that's someone's new ad campaign, writers are not going to be happy. And think about the fact that you may be being called in to replace someone who's already on that job. And if you oh. announce that you're like auditioning for that role, and they see it and they don't realize they're out of that role, oh, yeah. that's just uncomfortable yeah, no. for everyone.
1: <laughs> Truly, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes me nervous. I think like other things that you really shouldn't. You shouldn't have today? Okay.
0: I also thought I watched... Um, I'm not going to name names because that's not fair. I'm never about calling people out. Um, educating people is a different is a different thing. But I've seen... Um, I saw someone, it was a while ago, posting about the process of their audition for a role. And they were saying that they were born for this role. They were made for it. They knew they were going to nail it. They've done it like 10 times before. And... We're saying how right they are for the part. And there is understanding your value. But there's also, would you have gone into the audition room and said that in front of all the other auditionees? Because I just thought there was a line, like if I was going up against you and I saw that, I'd I'd be mortified, you know, of you being like, I I know I'm going to be the best in the room. Like, that's that's offensive. Oh, that's
1: not nice. Yeah, no, it can be taken the
0: wrong way. Like, there's knowing your value, but please be careful when you're putting stuff out there online because what if the casting people think, well, she's a bit big for her boots, you know? It could happen. And other auditionees could see it. And if you're saying you're going to be the best in the room. You've done it 10 times before. You're so made for this role. Like that could really affect other auditionees and you have every right to say what you want to say. But if you wouldn't go into an audition room saying it, then I wouldn't post it over social media. Yeah,
1: I would keep that in your head. Yeah, totally. Like talk yourself up. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Do it, do it.
0: I know, yeah, I'm all I for that level of that self-confidence, confidence, yeah. but, woo, there is a fine line between Whoa. confidence and arrogance. I need
1: a, I need a couple tablespoons of that kind of well.
0: <laughs> yeah. you still got to have humility, though, and, like, be grounded because that can yeah, just yeah. set you up for failure because you get complacent. Oh,
1: Julie, I mean, I've worked on a show and they've, like, on social media and they've asked me, how is it working with this other actor? And I was like, whoa, okay. And it, thank God the person was a great person to work with. And I would tell them and give them a job. But you've got to be
0: careful. Everyone it's knows guaranteed. everyone in this business. And people talk. Yeah. Like, they really do. I cannot stress this enough. If anyone wants to work with my friends, guaranteed, if they know I'm friends with them, they'll drop me a DM first. They'll be like, look, I just need to know, are these guys good to work with? And half the things I get, they might know me from other stuff, but they know me through mutual friends and they've asked for recommendations off people to to whether they want to work with me or not. You know, you've got to be so careful because people really would rather take someone that they know has been good to someone else than take someone who's never worked with anyone they know. So it's, it's hard. It's a close-knit industry. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: You've got to be careful with what you say, with who you say it to. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah. So be aware. Be aware of your surroundings,
0: everyone. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. So please be careful when posting on social media because it can be an absolute asset to you. It really can. It can really help you get in front of the right people. But it could also hinder you if you do something or put something out there that maybe... You weren't expecting someone to see. You never know who's watching. In a good way and in a bad way.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, I know there are, like, when people were posting their dance videos on TikTok and they weren't giving the choreographer credit, that wasn't good. And I didn't, to be honest, I mean, I never posted one of those dance videos on there, but I wouldn't have really thought of that until people were talking about it and giving, and you're like, oh, you're right. And even, like, for Moulin Rouge, people are posting those those auditions and everything. And you're like, sometimes it's supposed to be private because they don't want you to know, other people to know, the choreography before. So that's something to be careful of, too.
0: And if you have to sign an NDA at any point, oh my goodness, be so careful. I mean, I had to sign an NDA for the panto I was in like the panto and like even once it was released we weren't allowed to do anything in front of the set on stage until like the last day when we were allowed to take photos like we weren't allowed to do anything we had to do it all behind we were allowed in costume to be seen but we weren't allowed to showcase any of the props or the set or anything like that because it had to be a surprise for the people coming who'd bought tickets um so, like, wow. you have to be so careful and make sure you get the consent of people who are working on this too, because Yeah, it's you got don't to come know. Totally ask. Can
1: I post this?
0: Yeah. Like, can I take a photo of
1: this? I I would rather ask than not and then get in trouble.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's just it's just not worth the risk. It's really not. You know, when your income and your reputation depends on it please just think about what you post. And if you wouldn't want an employer seeing it, oh my goodness, please don't put it out to the world. Because there's been so many things that I've cringed at, like, oh, and then the next day it's taken down and I'm like, but who saw it before it's taken down? Do you know what I mean? Like,
1: Or who said something? Yeah. Please. Yeah. Oh God. That's
0: why I don't post on social media. Yeah. <laughs> 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 there are great things too, don't get me wrong. There are, there are fantastic things and people like Hannah there who've used it to like enhance and level up their career and get in front of people's faces yeah. and people know them now. And like, she was, she was always talented, but showcasing her skills on there got her seen by the right people. And, you know, she's done so much hard work on that platform. She really must have put the hours in, let me tell you, because filming, we know, takes takes so much time oh, to film everything forever. to edit it to post it and like so she must have worked so hard while working other jobs to make it happen so she fully deserves like the money and the credit but um she's used yeah. it so intelligently so do look at people like that because they really show you how you can level up your career and if it gets you in the room and it's like your marketing department and you can improve your marketing so brands want to work with you and companies want to put you on their production like that's amazing you know yeah that is
1: i think that's something we should all aspire to do and be like yeah bring some positivity into it too
0: yeah 100 percent. and i feel like some people feel like it's cheating like oh but that's not I'm not getting it on my merit and I'm like well you are because you're a business and if that's your marketing mm-hmm. department it's like you doing your taxes if you don't get your taxes you're gonna get in trouble and people aren't gonna work with you because you don't pay your taxes you know it's the same it's the same thing you know Exactly. um so you've really got to think about yourself as a whole a whole business you are your marketing department you are your HR you do have to sort things out you have to do the admin you are your receptionist do you know what I mean like there is so much you need to do as an actor, so remember that you have to be thinking not just about, like, your talent and your skill set and going to class and things like that. There's so many other bits that come under our job role, and I know not all of them are going to be our favourites, so outsource where you can. I mean, bless, I have a wonderful accountant that I go, here's my numbers, please sort it. um, Help because. Me. I don't want to do that. Like, just giving up the numbers is hard enough work, you know? So I get my accountant who's amazing to help me, to help me do all that. And I outsource that because I know my time can be better doing what I am good at. And numbers is not, is not my thing really. Um, I could probably do it if I made myself, but I don't want to. So I'm not going to. Yeah, well, um, so, you know, but remember there are those aspects of your business. And if you can outsource them and you want to outsource them and you have the ability to do that, absolutely. Um, but remember, there, there are lots of different departments in each business, but as a self-employed person, you're all of that. So try and remember that when you're putting things out on social media and stuff, because you are your marketing department. Um, I know I go on about social media a lot, but I just think our industry is changing so much and I think it's only going to get more streamlined in that way like we're probably gonna get asked when we apply for jobs like what our numbers are and you know our latest videos and if we've done anything like this with any brands before like you were saying it's just gonna get more and more like that
1: oh i i believe so i mean there's still things where like put your instagram handle in, put your tiktok handle in, what are your numbers of followers like oh god like that's that's crazy so start start now
0: yeah absolutely and it is an asset to you and it's also a bit of fun mm-hmm.
1: if nothing else it's yeah, like relief it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly exactly Ah, oh, spencer it's so lovely talking to you because i feel like i feel like there's so much that we go into each week that i don't realize is like a thing that needs to be spoken about in our industry like the background work the social media stuff like There's so much stuff that comes under our career and I feel like so much of it doesn't get spoken about but needs to be because there's all these unwritten and unspoken rules and navigating them, we've gone through it and we've watched them and we are still watching them happen and navigating our own way through it. But just sharing it, it's so nice to know that there are other people going through the same thing.
1: Same. Same. I feel the same exact way. I'm like, oh, thank God I'm not doing this wrong.
0: (laughs) yeah no and you're like wondering if you're focusing your time in the right places and you're you're taking the right advice from the right people and it's it's really reassuring to talk to someone and know that that what you are thinking and feeling is is genuine and valid and you are you are trying to do the right thing always yeah
1: oh my god 100 percent. 100 percent. and i'm so grateful that you even have me on me because it's nice to hear and it's also nice to hear from someone saying i listened to the podcast and i really needed that advice so thank you how great i love to help people like give me more give me more people to help i'm here
0: absolutely and i feel like we're both we both want to help um anyone that's going through this because we know how hard and sometimes how lonely this career can be
1: like- oh truly truly lonely
0: yeah um, so it's, it's more nice. of a it's a
1: one person sport. Yeah, it's not really a team activity. Yeah, unless unless well, well, actually, I lied. It is a team activity once you get booked for yeah. a show. You're then you're like a, a company a
0: or a production or.
1: Yeah, exactly. But for most of the part, like most of our life as an actor, it's very just yourself, and I can get lonely. So you have to realize the things that help you and the things that hinder you and you kind of have to figure that out really really quick after you graduate and kind of move into the professional world so it's hard
0: yeah and I and to anyone who is feeling like the loneliness because I didn't realize actually how lonely I was (laughs) last year when you're like doing all these self-tapes and you're applying for jobs and you're writing to people and it's very much you on your own I didn't realize how Lonely I was in it and how alone I felt until, like, I've really made a conscious effort to be like, No, I want to talk to this person and we need to meet up for coffee because it's really important. It's important to build the wonderful network of people around you that are in the same boat, that are your biggest cheerleaders, that you help each other out when you need a reader for a self tape, you're there and they're there. And, oh, and 100%. when you're doing little collaborative shoots or you need someone to read a script with you, like. It is so valuable. I mean, I have Spencer in the US. I have my friend Sophie over here, who's amazing. Like I have all my friends that I go to acting class with and we touch base really often. Um, And it's just nice to have like a proper little network around you. Obviously, I have Lewis, who's an incredible support and wonderful. Um, And it's so lovely to have other people that are in the business with me that also understand who I am and what we do and how hard it can be and that we're in it together, really, even though we are on our own and individuals. You are better together as a network when you've got those people around you. So really do do go out and look for those people and find people that can be your, your network so that you aren't as alone and feel like you're not doing everything as a one-man band. <laughs>
1: oh, God, well said. Well said, absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah I second everything you say I don't have to
0: say anything else mic drop mic drop moment thanks I'll take that I'll take that (laughs) Um, so Spencer thank you so much for coming on and having a chat I feel like we've covered loads and best of luck with your show next week i wish i could be there obviously it's a bit of a commute for me um oh that's too
1: much (laughs) much. you'd have to swim over
0: yes i'll set off now and then i'll be there in time
1: yeah yeah start now yeah yeah
0: um but i wish you the best of luck every success if people want to go see it they need to head to the tank theater and um it will be on spencer's instagram so do check that out and get your tickets spencer thanks Good so afternoon. much for being my amazing co-host thank you so much
1: for having me much love to everyone
0: happy february happy, happy february, february everyone smash it thank you so much for listening yes. i've been your co-host bethany win. and i'm spencer martinez And we wish you every success and we'll speak to you again soon. Thanks for listening to Actors Unscripted.